0: i Spaces
1: up everybody hope you're doing all right tonight got a good one tonight we're gonna learn some stuff um this project reached out to me movement they're called they've got a very interesting very interesting idea they're putting forward uh related to cosmos and ethereum which is pretty cool so we're gonna talk about them um eric I see you in the audience how you doing man just wrapped an interview with Eric that's gonna I'm gonna put it out Sunday night Sunday night should be a good time it should be a uh Somewhat of a holiday for most people. So Sunday night, got a video coming out with Eric and I specifically talking about AstroVault AXV token, which, uh, which is very interesting to say the least. And um, I did my best to grill Eric about the token and not also pump my own bags at the same time. So a little bit of fuzz, a little bit of hopium, a little bit of pumping, I guess you could say.
2: And uh, Merkman, uh, thanks for connecting me to to movement. Had a good talk with with them uh, about
1: two weeks ago, three weeks ago, just to give me the rundown on just how the how that blockchain and how that project is different. I got a whole host of questions. So if you're in the audience or you're listening to this on the replay, Cosmos Joe here, aka Cosmos DeFi on Twitter, and uh, yeah, DeFi one hundred and one. Like I said, we're going to learn. We're going to learn a lot today. Coops, inviting you to be a co-host just in case I rug. Twitter's been a little buggy, man. Um, surprisingly, it was good for a long time. Uh, but just just in case, just in case. Yep, I got you loud and clear. And Merck, I did send you a mic if you uh, if you want to pop on up here, you know, feel free. And I, I just want to say, uh, Merck, you were one of the first people on my YouTube channel. I don't know if you remember that from like almost two years ago. You probably You probably blocked it out of your memory. <laughs> well, uh, Koopsman, nice to have you up here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for accommodating my uh, my schedule, which basically only allows me to do spaces late at night Eastern time.
3: No worries at all. I'm a bit of a night owl myself as well, and it's awesome to be able to um, you know, maybe get some folks from around the world in as well with that time zone. So honestly, thank you for um, accommodating that as well. Yeah, no
4: problem. And uh, Merck, nice to have you up here. It's been a long time. Hope you're doing well it has but joe you were there, there at the very beginning of my days in the cosmos and uh, have been a a great source of uh inspiration and degenning since then so thanks for having us up
1: uh, <laughs> yeah i've i've been uh i've been going off the path lately back into degenning um i was able to stay on the straight and narrow for a long time but uh i just uh i just fired a bunch of my stable coins into doge inscriptions the other day so there's that and um looking for micro cap tokens, just day and night. Let it begin. Uh, yeah, you know what? And I just tell my wife, yeah, we have a couple of NFTs.
3: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know someone who, during the bull market, he, to- he told his wife about his earnings and about what was going on there. And then yeah, once a bear hits, she's like, so uh, where's our money? And he was like, uh,
2: about
1: that. <laughs> Yeah, I I knew somebody that put like all of their money into Anchor Protocol, uh, and they were using the yield to like pay their taxes or something. And uh, that I haven't talked to them in a while. Put it that way, but that's anyway, cool there, man. Anyway, we we've got a a good audience here. Um, considering it was short notice, especially got some familiar faces in the crowd. But everybody that's here, appreciate you showing up. I used to do these these DeFi one hundred ones you know, for a couple of months, almost every week. And then Twitter just got really buggy and I put it down. But uh, this is the first one I have going on for a while. And basically what I do is try to learn about the project from like the, the end user's point of view. I ask a bunch of noob questions, but of course I always give the founders a chance to kind of highlight what they want to highlight about their about their business, about their project. and um, And then we go from there. I try to make it like a nice starting point for listeners to do their own research and always leave room to circle back and follow up and get more detailed. So um, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with some some noob questions. Because I, I have I have looked at what you sent me. Merck kind of summed it up nicely in the Telegram chat we're in. And um, the way that I understand it is this. So movement is going to be a network of blockchains in itself. So there's going to be an M1 and M2. We'll get into the
2: differences, I'm sure, in a little bit.
1: And there are um, connections to Cosmos, but also Avalanche,
2: Ethereum, and Celestia as well. Is that a good starting point? Let's run it, my man. All right, so um, first things first, we'll get like the, the nerdy thing out of
1: the way. So move the move language, is what you guys are
2: preferring over solidity. Is that right?
3: That is exactly right. Our thesis is that solidity was a great leap forward, but it's inherently broken and it's not scalable. We need something new here. And we believe that MOVE is that language that can onboard the next generation, not only of you know consumers and like investors into Web3, but the next generation of developers too.
2: All right, so we will circle back to that. But just keep in mind, this is a little bit different even from a programming level.
1: And um, yeah, like you explained to me last time, you feel like this is an improvement over solidity at least for what you're aiming for. So there's that. It's the move programming language. Um, let's go to like the like the the bird's eye view, the architecture we got two chains, right? M1 and M2. Can you start off by just giving us a little bit of information about why two are already in the works and like what the difference would be between the two?
3: Yeah, for sure. So firstly, we're seeing a lot of interest in supporting the move language by existing blockchains. So Avalanche, they were way ahead of the curve in identifying the value proposition of the move language and why it makes sense for every blockchain to have multiple virtual machine environments able to be supported by it. And in building out M1 on Avalanche, we realized that there's this hidden gem called the snowman consensus. And so snowman is the fastest, it's the most scalable, and the most innovative consensus model that's been developed like how move is a great leap forward from solidity. Snowman is a leap forward from Nakamoto consensus, where in particular you look at Nakamoto or BFT chains and they cap out at hundred validators. Whereas with Snowman, Avalanche has over a thousand right now. The reason that this is is because you don't have to pull every single validator with Snowman consensus. Right. It has what's called a gossip-based model, so you can get an idea you know based on you don't have to, to sample um, the full size that you would um, with traditional consensus models. So what we do with this is we plug it into the movement network to enable this to become the pinnacle of modularity, in which where M2 is our main net, it will be the first move based L2 on Ethereum and with that, we will have of course Ethereum settlement, but then we will have Celestia as data availability. We will have Snowman as consensus and move as execution. And so in that sense, you're getting the best of every world there and M1 becoming a decentralized sequencer enables this to be possible. So M1 is not necessarily a chain. It originally was planned to be that way, but it has since I've shifted to a decentralized sequencer that lets us extend the snowman consensus to any blockchain that move is plugged into, as well as enabling us to become that pinnacle of, of modularity and the realization of a product with modular toolkits. All
1: right, so let me see if, I, if I've got that. So. M two sounds like it's going to be the focus, but M two is leveraging M one for a specific use case. Is that right?
3: Exactly.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. I got that on the first try. Now I I I I take notes and I try to like if I if I can understand it, anybody in the audience can understand it. Believe believe me. So I know very little about Avalanche. I do know they have multiple chains. And from what you told me, they do like a sampling of the validator set, kind of to reach consensus, which totally makes sense, right? Makes sense. You don't need, you don't need every single validator, I guess, doing everything at the same time, right? So, um, avalanche is a very interesting, a very interesting one. Um, so, it's going to be an EVM that's kind of borrowing consensus from avalanche. It sounds like you're going to borrow some interoperability from from Cosmos at some point but starting with Celestia as the data availability. Um, and then of course you're borrowing some function from ETH as well. And I think, I think you guys have pretty much nailed this modularity narrative that's gonna probably be a huge wave um, just in the next one to two years. And then even in a bear market, it's probably still gonna be there. Was that the goal from the beginning? to nail the narrative or do you just see modularity as like a a common sense way to start building for the
3: future? Yeah, I see it as a common sense way, kind of similar to like, for example, with an Xbox or a PlayStation, you know, it's great for gaming, but it's very siloed in the use cases that are made possible. That's because you're not able to modify the console too much, the various pieces of it. And so it serves its purpose of a machine for one single thing. Um, But what we found is that monolithic blockchains, especially ones such as Ethereum are having significant problems scaling. So this becomes a pain point um, for them. Whereas we look at modularity as being more along the lines of a PC or a computer, in which you have a lot of different pieces that come together to create this whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. So particularly what enables that is being able to have very high-performing and very specified pieces that then intersect and connect with one another in a way where when they come together, it enables totally new use cases. So for us as move builders, this is something that's really dear to our hearts because we were, kind of, we were locked out of a lot of the biggest blockchains that exist. And so we had to start from scratch where if every blockchain was modular and it had really embodied that, then Move would be able to be used anywhere. And developers, they wouldn't you know, have to make sacrifices or make trade-offs based on where they build. And users, you know, they, if you're a trader, you can trade with your favorite application or have you know, engage with your favorite communities Without having to worry about the security trade offs that are inherent to languages such as Solidity, so we see it as something that is going to be necessary going forward, and just breeds more innovation.
1: All right, sounds good. You're, pre- I think either you're doing a really good job of explaining this, or maybe I've learned a thing or two the last like three years of <laughs> of trying to wrap my head around DeFi, and of course interoperability was always, always. The biggest thing for me, because it it made perfect sense interoperability the first time I heard about it. Now modularity, I'm kind of grabbing on and getting, getting, kind of the idea why this is such a big deal for builders. But from from the end users' perspective, are there trade offs to this? Are there more points of failure? You know, even if it's a fringe example, um, does this use more energy? Is there a cost? Any anything that maybe modularity has to give back in order to get all those benefits
3: yeah so i think that one criticism of modularity you can make is that actually two criticisms that i'll give one is that it is increasingly this esoteric game that does not necessarily always produce favorable outcomes and secondly that it can lead to a lot of fragmentation so to touch on the first issue of it being esoteric, where a lot of times crypto gets criticized for being a product in search of a use case and in areas as academic and complex as modularity, um, it's something where there's a lot of things that have been built kind of infrastructure, but we haven't necessarily seen too many products that are fully realizing or fully benefiting from this. I think it's reasonable to say why, is that if you look at the business model for the biggest blockchains, it revolves creating a moat around their users and around their liquidity. So modularity is something that's more in favor of the consumer and the developer than it is the blockchains. And so there's not always the same incentive um, for that to be pushed forward as well as it being like very deeply researched, very deeply hypothetical. We haven't seen too many products being built, like enable people to do things with modularity. Like it's very cool in concept, but it's like, now what? Or what can I as a, an investor or a trader be able to benefit from this? So then one other pain point that we see is along the lines of fragmentation where we see a lot of different layer twos already You have a lot of different folks using a lot of different standards. And now if, you know, instead of having like one blockchain is one rigid standard, if now one blockchain can be comprised of 20 different components that all have their own standards, then that can be very complicated and lead to more fragmentation. Um, so this is something where we as Movement Labs, in addressing the first bit, we're not trying to be an esoteric chain. We're trying to be as pragmatic and on the ground as possible, where we have a language that's faster, it is safer, and it is easier to build with, so it makes sense to plug things in, as well as being a product that is built using you know the ethos and the theses of modularity, but being something that's fully tangible and fully realized. And then lastly here, um, in terms of unification or rather of fragmentation. Uh, we're working very hard to unify the web three world under the move umbrella with its performance, with its security. So it's something that we believe that having a you know, standard virtual machine will enable a more seamless experience between move environments on different blockchain networks. So where we're starting off with M2 on Ethereum, you know, we envision move being used everywhere. And so if everyone is using the same execution environment built by the same network, there's a lot of things that we can do on the back end to create a more seamless experience for users. Something that, you know, doesn't need bridging and doesn't need, you know, all of those same pain points that have previously been experienced by people with regard to fragmentation. So we, we really see MOVE as the prince that was promised to unify Web3. All right. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, fragmentation is a reality, especially in Cosmos. Most people think about fragmentation in terms of liquidity. And I, I do have a question about that. But I, I do see people requesting mics. I, I promise I'll let give you guys a chance to come up, or if you want to put your question down there, I just don't want to get derailed from my questions just yet, but maybe in like 10 more minutes, if you have questions, just you know, especially if Coop's Merck, you guys don't mind, taking some community questions, A lot of times the community thinks of some good questions that I would never think of, so I like to get them involved. Um, let, let me ask about fragmentation. So I think of fragmentation not so much as a problem with liquidity. But as a problem with um, with developers, it's like, you know there's definitely a shortage of developers. Are there going to be enough developers who will want to work with the Move language and that will be available to work using the Move language? Or is that not really a concern? Now, I'm not a programmer. I'm just curious about that particular language and just how prevalent it is and the amount of developers that are going to build with that.
3: Yeah. So with any new language, there's always a cold start problem of bootstrapping your initial developer community. We've seen Move have significantly high developer growth rates, where once you start building with Move, it's difficult to go back to languages like Solidity. And if you know Rust, Move is very similar to it. So it's quite easy to learn as well. And I think that in terms of developer growth rates and you know adoption of a language, crypto is an interesting space because there's so many different intersecting puzzle pieces here. It's not just about the tech, but it's also about the go-to-market. It's about the financial upside for developers and for their ecosystems and for everyone who's a part of the network. And all of this impacts the level at which you know, folks are able to, or rather impacts the adoption of a network, an application, a language, a software, you name it. So that's an area where with Move, our vision here is to democratize and decentralize the language, something that our ecosystem and everyone who's a part of this network is going to be able to have a part of in their fair piece of. Um, but what I find most exciting about Move developer growth rate here is that it's coming from areas where you have really hungry, really entrepreneurial and hustling individuals. So in particular, we see the biggest growth rates of the Move language right now being in Bangalore and in Vietnam and other Southeast Asia regions. And so I think it's really awesome where Web3, to me, what it stands for is this revitalization of the American dream and then the democratizing and globalizing of it so that it's accessible to everyone around the world. And if you look at Web3, the cutting edge right now is the move language, a a brand new language that's safer, it's faster, easier to learn and easier to build with. And a lot of people are making big bets on it. My co-founder and I, we dropped out of college to build with move and be a part of this movement. And it's really awesome to see a lot of folks around the world doing so as well.
2: Well, you definitely have the branding down. And if you're telling me that this is
1: growing in areas like Southeast Asia, we know that that's like a, that's like a young population too, right? That's a young population and a dense population and a te- kind of a tech savvy population, all things considered, is that about right?
3: Yeah, all things considered, there's a lot of ways they're way ahead of, of, of the United States, especially in technology. Interesting. Interesting.
1: All right. Let me run through a couple of quick questions that I think the, uh, the end user ultimately would be interested in. And then, of course, I'll bring people up if you don't mind. Again, if you don't want to come up, but you have a question, feel free to put it in the thread down below the little chat bubble. I'm reading that from time to time. Um, or you could just say hi, whatever you want to put down there. Up to you. But um, we got a lot of people in the room. Airdrop. You guys, if you're gonna launch a layer two, the layer twos are getting more attention for airdrops than they are for the actual apps that they're gonna they're gonna be hosting. Are you guys gonna have some type of airdrop when there's you know when there's
3: mainnet? Yeah, I can't say anything about that. Um, but what I can say is that I think Testnet will be really exciting. I think that a lot of applications building on us and a lot of projects building on us and like the NFT and GameFi realm and whatnot, you know, they believe in this ethos as well um, that we have of you know, giving back to the community, being community first and that the best way to lead a movement and in fact, the only way to lead a movement is if everyone who's supporting it, everyone who's a part of it has a piece of it too.
1: That was, okay, that was good. If you guys were paying attention, I don't think I need to even ask a follow up on that. <laughs> let's, go to, um, let's go to apps. The apps are the fun stuff. It's what I like to know about. It sounds like most of the apps are gonna be on M2, right? Is, is that right? M2 is gonna be like your app chain? No, I should just yeah. app chain, your platform, M2. app platform. <laughs>
3: So, all of the applications are going to be on M2. We're building out our movement SDK alongside our move stack, which is going to enable folks to launch app chains so they can launch rollups on top of M2 their own dedicated environment. In the future, we envision this being possible on
2: Cosmos and other networks as well. Got it. All right. And the M2 chain.
1: It's going to be a proof of stake chain. There'll be a validator set. You mentioned that it's possible to go up to a thousand validators at launch. Is that what it's going to look like, or does it grow to that? Because I'm mainly in Cosmos. I kind of like the small validator sets. I don't. I think for some chains they're not small enough. But if there are advantages to to growing the chain and and they're different people running those nodes, I think that that's interesting too.
3: Yeah, there's a few different sides to it. Where on one side like you want to have a decentralized network as well as having a lot of validator slots enables you to open it up to builders, to community members, and people doing other things. So one thing that we're really excited about at Movement um, within our Discord, we're laying the groundwork for a proto-DAO in which there's all sorts of guilds which folks are able to get involved in. The vision for it is that There's a lot of different kind of personalities or traits of folks who come to crypto. And we wanna create something that gives each one of those people their respective and well-deserved dignity. So for example, there's folks who want to write content. There are people who want to educate others about the stack. There is folks who wanna provide like dev support for people learning move, people who would like to create artwork or kind of that like media. Folks who want to show others around, help them get their bearings, right? There's all sorts of different ways that, you know, people can contribute to a movement. And so our vision here and what we've worked really hard to do is to recognize that of every single person who comes into our ecosystem. And so in laying this groundwork for these different guilds, you know, kind of lays the groundwork for this to potentially become something of a proto-DAO in the future as well. In which it's an area where our ecosystem—they're going to be able to be a part of the validating process and be able to really truly be a part of this chain. Like it shouldn't just be for the whales. It shouldn't just be for you know the big infrastructure companies. It should be something that's like is by the folks um, participating here.
1: All right. I, I mean, I like everything I'm hearing. I think um, I think one of the lost opportunities. It, on a lot of the Cosmos chains is there are not enough actual DAP builders in the validator set. I think Stargaze is on the way there. I think they need more. I would love to see like a lot of NFT collections collaborating, at least, to to put validators on that validator set. But you mentioned also community members. How hard is it going to be for a community member who's not a programmer to to be on the validator set? Or do you mean in cooperation with with others who maybe are more tech savvy look
3: i mean that's something that can like make sense to be a part of our engineering um guild for helping others become validators but there's going to be opportunities even for someone who doesn't know how to use a computer to become a part of the validator set so everything we do there's going to be various ways and various levels to get involved and our goal here and truly our responsibility here is to meet folks where they
2: are. All right. Um, how about wallets? Is this gonna be just a cut and dry? Like,
1: you know, you got your MetaMask or you got your Phantom, Phantom wallet. Those are probably like the two go-to wallets for most people, especially beginners. Is that what you're gonna encourage people to use? That'll be the most obvious choice for uh, M2?
3: Yeah, so we'll support every single wallet that exists on Ethereum, basically, like we have the, the capability to do so. So MetaMask is going to be one of those. Of the wallets that you can play around with right now, um, two kind of existing ones are DSIG and Knightly are two that are fully compatible with movement network. And then another that I want to shout out here is RazorDAO, uh, which is brand new. It's really cool, it is uh, fully organic and one of the first builders building on movement network as the first place they're doing things. So I really highly recommend like, downloading those wallets, playing around with some of the applications that are live already, um, such as Interest Protocol or CREA. We have not launched Testnet yet. You can keep updated and the roadmap from there on the movement labs. Twitter page um, for things to follow regarding that. But you can kind of familiarize yourself um, with things there as well.
2: All right, and um, besides Celestia, any partnerships in Cosmos or, or even not in Cosmos that are worth mentioning now?
3: Yeah, so one that I want to highlight is Union. So, we're working really closely with them, and they're enabling us to be plugged into the full of IBC. We then had a partnership with Noble as well, which gives USDC integration. What's really cool is under this move umbrella, Union and Noble are collaborating with each other to turn like two integrations into one integration for any builder that's on the movement network, um, which is really, really exciting for there. And, real quick, um, I want to thank you as well for having me on this space and for the really, really insightful questions. I also want to give a quick shout out to Novi and Gorilla Leon and use towels out here in the chat as well as Charlie. These are some of the standout folks uh, that have been really pushing forward within our ecosystem. I'm really proud for them to be a part of the movement and to get to build these sorts of things with them. And then on my side, although I have to take a real quick emergency that popped up, Will is here, he's leading marketing with us. And so I'll bring him up to stage uh, as well. And he has a lot of insights as well um, into questions here and for folks there. So thank you, thank you so much. Um, for having me and again apologies <laughs> uh, an emergency popped up but it's something that i think y'all should keep an eye out for because it, it might be a really big announcement soon
1: all right no thanks thanks again for coming on thanks for answering all the questions i mean uh, if you guys have been here the whole time there's a lot of info in a, in a condensed amount of time i gave will the mic so um, will welcome and uh, anybody else who wants to come up ask questions um just please just Request the mic. I could definitely. We definitely have time for uh, for community questions. I have I have a couple more, but I'm going to definitely let Will
2: kind of give the marketing angle here. Anything that maybe we missed that he wants to elaborate on. Sorry, I'm. I apologize. I actually muted everyone by mistake. <laughs>
1: Again, Will, I, I have a new phone, so the buttons are slightly different than my last phone.
5: No, you're totally fine, man. I just came up to to vibe with you all. This has been really great to listen to, and uh, now you you this has been a really great space. As you were asking some killer questions, and as always, Coop is really good at vocalizing the ethos of the movement. Man, I'm glad to see Merck in here as well. Our resident Cosmos Maxi,
1: absolutely.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah, I gotta tell you, it's been nice. nice. Yeah, no, Mer- I, I
1: don't know if you were here the whole time, but Merck. Merck was one of the first people to come on my YouTube channel when I was like kind of <laughs> feeling my way around this, this ecosystem and focused heavily on, on NFTs and uh, also like learn, still learning how to use like, like YouTube and stuff. So he got like a very raw version of. Yeah, what you've, was,
2: you, what you've my definitely upped your game, has, brother. Has
1: slowly become. And um, he reached out to me about movement. And when he first sent me all this stuff, he sent me like a whole bunch of messages and I, I read through it really quick. And, I'm, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. How is this Cosmos? Like, I, And then he's like, no, it's not Cosmos. I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. So that, I, I read through it, I, I talked to Coop, and I was like, hey, we could definitely do a space. This would be cool to get yeah. the information out there for the most part, for the most part. I would say 80% of the people that I talk to in Cosmos, they're not maxis by any stretch of the imagination. They're willing to learn about anything going on, even if it's not related to Cosmos at all, right? We see NFT collections, Going over to polygon coming back to Stargaze to mint we see people in you know interested in inscriptions across the uh, across the ecosystem of course layer two airdrop hunting and all that so um yeah this is this is a cool project to get out there um I'm hoping maybe either you or Merck can elaborate even more about how if Ibc is is relevant here he mentioned Ibc but it's going to be evM chains so what is that going to look like in terms of leveraging
2: Cosmos tech besides Celestia. Well,
4: can you guys hear me okay?
5: I hear you, Merck. I'm not sure that Joe can. No, I, can I can't, hear? can't hear him. Oh, I didn't think so. Yeah, Merck, uh, yeah, I'll, he I'll, can't. I'll, I'm rugging
4: out. I'll be back in a sec
5: yeah yeah drop down i'll i'll uh, I'll start off and then I know Merck is gonna crush, but while he rejoins, I won't leave us in an awkward silence but right. one of the ways I think that comes to mind immediately is that just based on its its nature right just based on the very nature of Ibc and for folks who aren't familiar, you know the reason that we really believe in it, the reason that we think it, you know it will resonate with cosmos um communities is that the allowance that Ibc allows for in interoperability and without having a central oversight is very much within the same ethos that movement is built on. Um, We're not trying to be, you know, a a centralized controller of like the ecosystem. If anything, we're trying to put hands into the power of the people and allow builders to move their visions forward and just help them in every way that we can. And this is really, you know, central to the Cosmos ethos as well. So when we were working with, you know, Cosmos ecosystem like Celestia, like what Co- was speaking on earlier with Union, it, it just makes sense. It's, it's just like a, it's a layup for us because it's, we're, we're working from the same place. And I think Merck just came back up. Um, I was half stalling. I think I did a good job. Merck, can you hear me? Oh, no. Now I can't hear him. Is he talking?
2: Showing up as a listener, for me, not a speaker oh
5: my god dude twitter spaces has been trying to rug been, us man i, I, I it's this been happens every time
1: yeah it, it, it's been happening lately but I, I don't know hopefully they're just doing some upgrades or whatever but man oh man twitter i listen i'm gonna rant until merc gets his uh <laughs> gets synced back into the space but with 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 twitter spaces the first time i ever used twitter i used twitter spaces and i went on twitter space and there was like a it's basically like a like a a business meeting going on that i was listening to and i got on the stage and i was able to ask like the ceo a question and i was like man af- afterwards i like decompressed i'm like why isn't twitter spaces its own freaking app most people are going to come onto twitter eventually just for twitter spaces not even deal with the arguing with people in little 200 character messages so i feel like twitter Spaces they need to pay more attention to it let it be the platform that it that it could be basically it's basically pod, live podcast interactive with the audience. It's so great. But a lot of bugs, a lot of bugs.
4: How about now, gents?
2: Yes. Can you hear him, Joe? All
1: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Ah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, finally there the connection was made. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I got to tell you, um, you know, when I first came into Crypto Cosmos was like the first place I found a home, but uh, a little bit later, I went over to the to work on the aptos chains and that was where i got introduced to move and you know this sweet language cutting edge um but interestingly built on rust so it's like cosmos devs actually have a very there's a low threshold for them to be able to hook up with move so there's a lot of um you know the devs can talk to each other they can understand each other and then you know so i got interested in that but um honestly when i first heard that movement was Working with the union to build back IBC, I gotta tell you, it made my day because now we can have via Celestia. Basically, Union becomes the bridge that connects in the the all of the Cosmos ecosystem via Celestia to whatever roll ups are building on Celestia, and so that means that um, you know staked uh, atoms, staked Osmo, staked or uh, you know milk tea, all these other tokens can now um, live on the movement chain completely um seamlessly and securely because they're bridged via ibc from the cosmos ecosystem, and you know some of the other um partnerships we've been doing like with um leap and cosmos station and now tailwind was just launched today so you know you'll be able to use your cosmos native apps or wallets to interact on um m2 so the the thing i've loved about most because i i run the community and the discord and it's just you got people from all different chains coming into the discord and the beautiful thing is that you can have folks from Cosmos like be evangelists and and tell these people from the you know the EVM chains, hey, look, there's a whole other world here, and it's going to be easy to connect in, um, even if you're an EVM maxi via M2 through Celestia back to the Cosmos ecosystem. So, I uh, just is so much potential. I'm very stoked.
1: And you're saying it's it's going to be pretty easy with the wallets that Cosmos people exactly. are using right now. All right, cool. You know, I mean the the most important thing is people shouldn't have to learn like a month's worth of of new stuff just to like, I don't know, yes. like cl- claim an airdrop or use one app, you know. So, from what you're telling me it sounds like we're in kind of like a new era now where things are going to be quicker and easier for end users, especially new end users to to kind of jump in and not get discouraged the first time yeah. they use something. So that's good.
4: Well, that's I mean good. that that's what Koopa was saying earlier, right? Is the 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 initial fear of modularity is that you're going to fragment things even further. But really, the goal here is to kind of bring all the different user experiences and chains into one unified space where you can be on Aptos or Sweet person and know those apps. But suddenly, you can also be buying NFTs on Stargaze, you know, with your Sweet wallet kind of thing. So, I mean. This is the goal where you just reduce the barriers, the friction, and even scoop didn't. I'm going to hype it just because it's a little techie, but um, you know, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I kind of came into crypto when you know ETH gas fees is, or gas fees were already like 200 bucks, right? I mean, I was like, I, w- I just was not interested in getting involved in there. So, uh, and I still to this day, I'm not super stoked about it. But the key thing is, is that a lot of great apps and a lot of great users and liquidity are still on Ethereum, and so movement has built a transpiler this thing called fractal so if you see us on the socials talking about fractal it basically lets like uniswap or I mean I'm not going to name names but just anyone who's building on on the EVM that wants to deploy with move onto our chain basically like clicks one button and all their code is transpiled and and translated into move and you know the cosmos is not supported yet but I know that that is somewhere buried in the uh the roadmap, so maybe a little alpha there. But you know the goal is basically to be where even devs won't have a lot of overhead to get their apps spread across. And again, because you can connect into movement through Celestia, then all these Cosmos chains are going to have direct access to EVM apps that are running on M2 as well. So the, the goal is one big happy family. All right, let me what he uh, said.
1: Yeah, l- l- let me recap this because I scroll down and I see like maybe 15 new people that joined in the last like 10 minutes. So nice. We're, we're we're talking to um movement network or and they're just a, they're they're kind of leveraging a lot of a new architecture that exists in in crypto especially outside of the eth but they are going to launch an EVM chain an eth layer 2 using tech from cosmos and from avalanche and it sounds like you know it's going to be one of those chains where you could kind of hook up whatever wallet you've been using, if you're in one of those three ecosystems to start with, and there's enough abstracted away that it's gonna be kinda of easy for you, and not only you, but also for the developers to put their apps on this movement network. And again, they're, they're kinda of riding this modularity narrative, but this is also where the rubber meets the road, it's not just the narrative, and it actually benefits the end user rather than complicating things. So that's what we've been talking about. We talked about um, a lot about the tech. How about apps? How about apps? I mean, I think people should be more, the people in these spaces, I feel like people are very interested in the tech and I am too, but I don't want to have to wrap my head totally around something to be able to use it. I feel like now I got like a a decent base understanding of what you guys are doing. What apps, and if you don't want to name, you don't have to name them, but like what types of apps can people expect you know, in the very early stages that are already building, maybe already deploying stuff or just in the discord building, you know, community.
4: Well, you know, i tell you, we we geek out about the tech a lot because it's cutting edge and exciting and we're, you know, in the weeds. But honestly, you're right. At the end of the day, the average person doesn't want to care. You know, he doesn't want to have to care. And so really the, the goal of all this is in this unifying approach is to let tons of different apps come together. So. You know, we already have um partnerships with um evm groups like uh, for example today we announced a partnership with uh, stakestone so they have a uh, basically a liquid staking token for eth uh, and eventually a restaking token so you know now you'll be able to if you have eth that you want to stake you can do it directly on m2 um, we have a partnership with mintify they're a great like nft trading terminal that you know, we don't have on some of the other chains but again this is a ethereum based or like an l2 based uh roll up ethereum roll up uh, based um trading terminal so you know, if you want to do like you know heavy trading of nfts on a larger scale they're going to be built right in we haven't announced any official nft marketplaces but for sure they're going to be on there and i think the goal is going to be having you know multi-chain nft um, libraries that are able to or marketplaces that are able to be served in one spot and then i think will can speak to it more but we also have a lot of uh, interesting game fi again not a whole lot that we can officially announce but because you know one of the advantages of move unlike um uh especially unlike solidity but even even with some of the cosmos tech is that it's it's um, very fast it is able to do parallel processing uh, so the transactions can be um processed in um can be processed concurrently instead of um having to wait in line for each other again that gets into the tech a little bit but the upside of that is that you can actually run a game fast enough on on chain to get things done so so again and and, I, and coop mentioned this and i just before i hand it back to will i just want to emphasize this like the test net is going to be lit and i we really want to make it fun for people so it's not just going to be like hey you know make an lp with a fake token and then you know write your transaction hash and that that's cool but we want to make it much better so um, people are going to be able to interact with gaming platforms um with nft platforms all as part of the testnet experience and so i think that's when that comes out it'll be much more clear what the what the potential is
1: any uh any time frame for the testnet launch like is it gonna be like q2 something like that
4: yeah it's gonna be soon (laughs) so yeah no we're we're hoping uh you know um, we're hoping as soon as possible, but uh, what well, we can't officially say. I think people should, you know, now's the time to get in the Discord and get in because these announcements are going to be coming up pretty quickly. Got it.
1: Okay. No, sounds good. Sounds good. And again, I'm scrolling through, and we feel like we got like a good amount of people that have stuck. Like we have new people in here, but we've had a lot of a good amount of people that have stuck it out since the uh, since the beginning. And you know, I, I, I when I do these spaces, I take notes because I can't remember anything. So I take notes, and it's and I'm like, wow, we got through like a good amount. Like, (laughs) condense this down to where most people in here should be ready to just like jump on the test net and start playing with stuff, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's what we got through. But if there's anything that I forgot, anything that you think that you want to highlight that I completely missed, definitely feel free to just lay it all out there. Now we got some uh, good people still in the audience. If they want to come up or post a question down below, we got time for that for sure. But I'll let the team kind of focus on what they want to focus on that I might've missed.
4: No, I think, I mean, Joe is always the consummate host. I think you went through all the the great details. I would just reiterate what Coop said earlier, which is, you know, it's it's kind of a cliche in the Web3 world to be, to say that things are community driven and community based. But I think that really is um, the honest and legit intent of what we're building is that, you know, not everybody like myself, I I, you know, I have no clue how to write move code. Uh, I don't have any idea what's going on under the hood. But what I do care about is, you know, being able to do to use your skills, whatever they are, to build a community together. And so, you know, if you guys uh, like, you know, creating art or if you like to translate stuff or if you like to do deep dives, if you're like a DeFi alpha guy, And you want to do deep dives on you know comparing and contrasting the different partners that are coming on board there is definitely a space for the discord and you know there are ways to essentially level up and and gain prestige in our community and like koop said there's a bunch of people in this very space who are doing just that and so you know we want to make it collaborative so that you don't have to run a node or don't have to deploy an app to still be not just a token member but a legitimate member of the community and a, a contributor
1: cool man and, and that's what he meant by the guilds right you guys have like yeah guilds.
4: yeah, yeah okay, we have cool. we have a community program where right now we have four different guilds the first is the uh the scholars they're the ones that are the the DeFi nerds and the you know that are really getting into the weeds and then writing up stuff then we have the pathfinders who are they're like hyping the place up we play a lot of poker we play a lot of uh games in the discord so they're great for that then the explorers they're the ones that go out and um, you know, connected with other programs and they're kind of the ambassadors to other groups, which is a lot of fun because you have somebody from Avalanche, someone from Cosmos, someone from Ethereum, and they're all working together to reach out. And then we've got the, um, uh, let's see, the latest are the creators. They're the ones who are the memers and the the uh, designers. We just released our mascot, so people are going nuts with that. And then we'll have other um, technical and um, global roles coming out shortly. So it just it just keeps it fun, and especially for those of us who can't get really under the hood, we can still have a a, a lot to contribute, a lot of good times together.
1: I feel like, and it, you know, Merck, you're in the Telegram also in in the coffee yep. house. I just put the link in the thread down below. That's a good place if anyone in here is looking to kind of branch out, maybe recruit some more people. There's like a very diverse group of of talent and and interest levels in that yeah. in that Telegram. It started off just like talking about nfts but now Mm -hmm. we're like there's like layer two airdrop stuff people are talking about solana in there yes it's still focused a lot about nfts but in the end it's just like a bunch of different there's like 40 or 50 different nft creators in that one telegram so that's a good spot if you want to just go in and like recruit like feel free man you're in there already yeah yeah, definitely get in there because there's some there's some smart people in that in that group
4: yeah for anybody who's on this call that's definitely an alpha group you want to be involved for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up in the nest
1: as well, but it'll be in the thread down below. Um, Excellent.
4: Yeah.
5: Well, I noticed Am you I came little off mic your mic. Was, Ju- I two cents on the end of that. Oh, my bad, Joe. Yep. Go ahead, man. No, I was gonna say I saw you
1: take off your mic. Yeah, jump in whenever.
5: Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. So, if anybody's listening right now, um, you feel like either you're interested in what we've been talking about, or maybe you even feel like you don't quite understand. You have questions. First and foremost feel free to DM Merck, myself, or Coop at any time. You know, we're, we're working on a million things, but we, we try our very hardest to look through, make sure that we're answering any questions, but come in the Discord and ask. Like, the, whether it's someone from the team itself or whether it's one of the people involved in our community who has a specific role, or you, you'll find very quickly that it's a very helpful uh, and a very vibrant and positive community. So if, if you leave this space with any questions at all, highly encourage you to ask them. Um we're here to help and we, we want you to understand and, and probably most important as it relates to me and Merck, if there's any way we can improve what we're saying too, so that you do understand, it will help us with our communicating of these very high level, uh, oftentimes complicated, um, confusing, and very like tech centric conversations that we're ha- trying to have. And I just, you know, I wanted to, because I know some people, you know, some of you are, are literally brilliant giga chads, and, and some of you are brilliant in different ways. And we want to be able to communicate that to everyone that's here. So I just wanted to throw that in there. You know, we're, we're here for you. We're building this movement for you. Um, and, and we want you to be involved in any way that you see fit. So I just, I felt like I'd throw that on there. And it, it you know, it goes without saying, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Follow Joe, <laughs> follow Cosmos Joe, um, show him some love because uh, he's the man. And we're very grateful for you having us on the show and you know, helping us get the word out of the movement. So let's get the word out for Joe's movement too. Cosmos Joe.
1: Cool. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Um, Coops, I'll let you have the uh, the final word. And then if we got no, no more questions, um, you know, it's a good place to uh, put a, put a plug on it and continue next time.
3: Awesome. Yeah. I'm so grateful for you hosting me, hosting the team as well as, as well as for all of the folks in the movement who showed up, I really encourage you to follow Cosmos Show and keep informed for some more alpha and more things um, that are going on from his page, as well as to, like Will said, ask any questions that you have in the Discord. Reach out to us. I, I personally love you know, chatting with folks um, within the server, geeking out about Jujutsu Kaisen sometimes. So it's good vibes. Come say hi. I uh,
1: actually couldn't hear anything he just said, but I saw that he—I I saw that he took off his microphone. So now I know he's not talking anymore. But I don't, Merk. Mer, what did he say? I missed—I missed the whole thing.
5: He said, "Welcome to the movement." <laughs>
1: someone, someone in the uh, asked the question, and I—it I, was actually pretty funny. He said, um, "Did they name it movement just so they could say join the movement?" I—I I put that in in as the Twitter Space title, and I thought that I made that up
4: it was kind of like the uh, the inevitable hashtag you can't avoid it i mean it's good you guys have,
1: you guys have your branding down I, I mean it's uh not most chains and and tokens and teams can't say that so i think you guys are you're on the right track from uh <laughs> from day one but no, listen i appreciate you guys coming on um anybody that's willing to come up here and go through the scrutiny and and be forthcoming with all the information and have plans that involve you know leveraging community talents and, and interest and enthusiasm i think you guys are definitely uh on the right track maybe we we hook up again when uh when testnet is cracking and maybe we'll have a great yeah that, i think that that's a good idea because i'll um you know just as j- soon as soon as i understood all the different integrations and all the moving parts that seem to fit together perfectly um you guys got my attention so i'll definitely be in touch and uh like i said we'll, we'll connect again when you guys have testnet running and um People are in there using the stuff and um, having some fun.
4: Right on, right on, and just seeing great—you um, know—I could see some some classic Cosmos uh, chads in this in this uh, uh, space, and you know, it was exciting to come here just because. Uh, I just want to get you guys on board. I think it's going to be great to bring the Cosmos ethos and the you know the connectivity to IBC mindset in there. So yeah, let's re- let's let's circle back when the time is right, and we'll we'll hype it together.
1: Awesome. And uh, everybody that, that's that been here the whole time, I know there are a few of you that have been here since the very beginning. Thanks so much. Happy to have everyone on this space. And I guess I'm back with DeFi 101 after like six months off. So <laughs> this will be, uh, this will be good. I'm happy we started with uh, movement. Have a good night. Have a great rest of the week. And, uh, See everyone next time, and I'll talk to you guys soon in the television. Uh, Motherf-
0: Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living, selling friendship bracelets dead ants, dragging out the max amount of payments, spread down days, got them acting all bankless, yo fam, what, check these tokenotics, like they probing this bear, flexing broken, honest I, I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting Nottas, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic, never known the politic, I was born to frolic, it's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot, we got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top, we like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom, over impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Barn- Stacked and non-toxic, just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage, like the shit is play for keeps. Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the code and going full throttle. Tearing apart your community, all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten, stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release. Oh, my God.